Hi, I'm Maisie Williams, and you're listening to First Time Thrones. Hello, and welcome to First Time Thrones, the second sister podcast, or should I say second son podcast, uh, of the FT podcast. If you haven't already guessed, uh, this channel will feature everything Game of Thrones in the run-up to the grand return up to our screens. Uh, we're looking to sort of review each episode um, of season eight as it comes out, and throughout the sort of uh, throughout the months, want to develop our own predictions of how Westeros will look by the end of the final season, and uh, probably talk a load of other shit as well. Am I right? So anyway, joining me is Truff, David Campbell, uh, you've probably heard enough of him anyway. Uh, <laughs> what's your proposed plans for Varys, David, in this season? Var- I think Varys should, if he's got any sense, go off to a beach somewhere. Because uh, if not, he's definitely kicking the bucket this season, man. Aye. Rest in peace, Varys. Do you think Aye. so? About time. Oh. I love him, man. That big baldy hair. Yeah, I sure do love him. <laughs> I knew I had to. Had to Cutting a bit of a colourful. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, next is uh, Tormund. No, sorry, where are we? It's not Tormund. Tom? It's not Tormund. It's <laughs> Tom. It's, uh, no, no, sorry. It's Tormund. Tormund Giant Bane's uh, biggest fan. It's tough. Uh, Christopher Ferguson. He's here. He was quiet there. Um, you reckon you'll, you reckon he's still alive, Toff? Oh, like he's got to be. He's the best man at it. You think so, eh? You think he's still alive? Right. He'd survive that big fall? Oh, he's got it. Right, next question. He's in the trailer, so I'm hoping they've, they've rescued him somehow. Aye, ah, he, he seems to be a face, actually. Even on, like, I've seen like, promo things, and he seems to be a face, like, all covered in blood and that, so I don't know if that's a, a new thing. Anyway, uh, do you think you'll get to Shag Brienne at any point? Oh, it's got to be like a three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-three-end-
it's got to be somebody good because this season they're like if they mess about then I'm already disappointed so I feel like they've got to kind of come in and like hit the ground running because we'll only get six episodes so I feel like it's got to be somebody good I mean I'm yeah. going to throw it out there and say potentially Jamie Lannister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because I feel I mean I'm not wanting to get too much into it I feel like there's maybe going to be a wee bit of Arya Stark kind of using his face throughout the season so I feel like if he dies straight away that will be opportunity for her to do that so I'm going to throw it out there and say Jamie. That's an absolute scene. That's an absolute scene. Straight, 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 straight away. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, uh, let's get into it then. Let's fucking do it. Um, this is a review show. We're going to just kind of recap everything. We'll start off with a wee, discu- a wee discussion, sort of recapping each journey. I've divided it up into little points, like the big geek that I am. Uh, so we'll start with the Starks. Back in Winterfell, as, as far as we know. Um, so Jon Snow, we'll start with him. King of the North. He was the first to make allies with Wildlands, named Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, named King of the North, absent of birthright. He's a damn bastard. <laughs> Fought for his people, risked his <laughs> life for his people, took a knife in the heart for his people. He gave his own fucking trough. You always, yeah. you always stood by Jon Snow. Do you, think, uh, do you think he's the man for it? I love Jon Snow, man. The Starks are the stupidest family in this whole show, by the way. Uh, I mean, I mean you, say, you say stupid. Those silly Starks. You say they stupid. Tell me how he's stupid. Then he's not stupid, his family's been stupid. Like Ned was stupid back in season one, Rob was stupid back in season yeah. three, you know. And he carries on that legacy of stupidity a wee bit. Uh, but I think with Jon Snow, it's more about his, his naivety will be his downfall in the end because he is the only character you can truly say has never played the Game of Thrones. Jon Snow has always been uh, out to try and Please. help the larger realm. It's when he, we've seen in the trailer, which we get into later, he's like, I fight for the army of the living. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he fights for the living, he, he does. doesn't fight doesn't for any fight house, for house, you know? Yeah. And that's what, I like, that's what I appreciate about Jon Snow, is that he's just a very good character. Sometimes that leads to him not being as entertaining as others, yeah. but he's always been like the, the moral compass of the show. Uh, Toph, what would you think about Jon Snow? you quite a firm believer that he's he's the man for the job. Do you think uh, he can actually... No, I think there's too many twists in Game of Thrones. I think they're setting him up to be the main character. Uh, I, think, I don't think he'll end up the main character. I think it'll be somebody smaller that will come in and save the day. Nice, nice. That's an interesting thought. Uh, we'll go Sansa. Had a bit of a tough paper round, to be fair. <laughs> um, poor Lassie. I... Stuck, so obviously stuck, <laughs> stuck with uh, Joffrey. Again, really. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't get much more sick and twisted than that, and then married off to a dwarf who everyone wants to kill or wants to fucking. Well, everyone just hates him, really. Um, play, forced to play a part in their own family's downfall, and then just when you thought Joffrey was bad enough, Ramsay comes along and makes Joffrey look like the patron saint of fairies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> That's actually in my Tinder bio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, and then with the help of Amarama Gold, uh, I mean that's that's Baelish in it. Uh, Who? What? Gold. He's, that's his character in Peaky Blinders in it. Oh, I thought I'd sneak that in there as well, like the Baelish reference. Um, <laughs> so I should should have turned back to Winterfell in one piece, sort of. Um, and there's of course Lady of Winterfell. So Mary, we used to be quite harsh on Sansa. Know, <laughs> we used to be, we used to be so bad. Uh, like just because I suppose in the first couple of seasons she's always whining, 
that sort aye, of thing. She's a bit of a moan. But so, I mean, to be fair, yeah, she's kind of got reasons to moan these days. Aye, well, that's like, what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. You don't like her, have you, got a, bit of sympathy? have you got a bit of sympathy for her now? Um, probably more so. But I just hope that it's been set up. I hope that basically everything that she's been through is going to amount to her just becoming an absolute boss in this season. If that yeah. makes sense, like, because I feel like if she's just had, like, you know, the world's worst storyline essentially for seven seasons, I feel like it's got to mount <laughs> to something mm-hmm. in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was I always. I still can't really take to her as a character. Like, I feel right. like how she's I feel. one of the people you just can't be bothered with. Aye, she's just got one of these faces that I'm just like, I mean, <laughs> just can't take to her. But mm-hmm. I feel like. Billion, definitely. Do you know what kind of bugs me about Sansa? And or not even necessarily about Sansa, but about the story. How come she can marry Ramsay Bolton when she's married to Tyrion? I was talking about this to somebody today. Because it wasn't consummated. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, that was the reason. Right, right, okay, that makes sense. All right, okay. Yeah. Cheers. That's that then. Um... <laughs> Jack with the knowledge. <laughs> uh, nothing gets by me. Barry's <laughs> been sitting thinking up for the last two years. I have, but your point. Uh, but I would definitely I mean, remember that scene with Tyrion and Sansa if there was some sort of consummation going yeah, on. Like, you think you would remember that? Um, to be fair, no, I, I mean, I just hope that I hope that something. Do you feel? Do you, here are you rooting for her though? Her. Are you I rooting mean, for her in a way? Like, are you kind of wanting the start? Because I'm rooting for like kind of okay. like Team Arya Sansa maybe to like start, you know, starting up some that good thing. shit in Winterfell maybe, but. <laughs> um, um, I, Mary, you made a really good point, but I think like you can't just have went all the way through what's you know what she'd been through, exactly. and then just kill her off. Yeah, like, that would be like season. so pointless. Like, you just play it on eight well, yeah. That's that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like everybody has got to have something pretty significant happen. Uh, yeah. She's got an edge about her now, but don't you? She uh, does. The way, She's uh, getting the way a bit. She brought in sim- Arya and then yeah. sent off Baelish. Maybe sassy pants these days, I think. Like, <laughs> actually, like, so I feel like that's got to mount to something like that. Tina, yeah. that was burning sassy away pants. in season seven. I, like, I am worried a wee bit about her because I really don't want her after we had the whole, oh, she could be turning Arya or not last season. <laughs> I don't want to have her be jealous of Daenerys and that's going to be her thing this season and she's going to turn on Judge Daenerys. That would be the worst. That's, yeah. that's my fear just from the way she's looking in the trailer I'm like don't even fucking I mean, think the dragons are flying over I, I'm yeah. like no don't even think about it because it, it's like you say her character needs to have an evolution and for me that'd feel like a step backwards for her yeah I really uh, hope that doesn't happen and saying that though she does have the, the King's Landing sort of brain she's, she thinks like a cylinder um, she does is what they would say so there is a bit of jealousy that's that's probably I suppose she learned a lot for Cersei and she actually admits that, that so yeah, yeah. She is, she I think that's what makes her such like a good her. character though mm-hmm. oh no I think she's a great character I've, I've really yeah. came to warm, warm to her that's, that's, why I, that's why I was asking you Mary because I don't know your, or a, your initial opinions of her yeah. from when we used to watch it um, to be fair I'm much more tolerant of her now than I was way at the beginning like I, yeah. when she used to come on screen I used to just like just literally sit and moan a bit until she went off the screen. Now, <laughs> yeah. now it's definitely not so bad. Uh, um, yeah. So it's all to kind of play for in this season where my opinion over Definitely, definitely. And we'll move on to the, probably the better sister. Um, yeah. Probably the, no question, the better sister, um, Arya. My so um, she was put to bed in the first episode for throwing a bit of food um, at Sansa's face. So tucked up in bed and now you look at her. Um, this is my favourite transition personally out of all the characters. Um, got that she was out in the wilderness lost from uh, you know, sort of um, 
separated from her family. Her family's getting tossed about the Seven Kingdoms, uh, and she's sort of just no real reason, no real reason to her life. Um, the Hound comes along, sort of saves her, protects her for a bit. She manages to make this list, um, <laughs> kills a lot of people. Um, Brienne comes along, swears, swears to protect. They obviously get that fight with the Hound as well, um, which is interesting because on her list was, of course, um, the Hound. Uh, and she leaves him, well, what she thinks, to die, or she maybe leaves him to live, you don't know. Um, one of my favourite moments from uh, Arya is when she kills Meryn Trant. I think that was a fucking class. Oh, that was. Roof. Nice. Class eyeballs. Uh, class, not, I mean, a, quite a gruesome death, but like a good a good switch of character for her. Like, it, it was when you've really seen how serious she's taking this, and she and there's obviously um, she goes back to the faceless man and she's killed the wrong life, she's taken the wrong life, and you see like what lengths she'll go to for her own personal, you know, uh, vendetta or her own personal um, list, more so than she will for this faceless man. And, you, and it's that, I suppose, that sort of uh, wavering on the spectrum when she goes back and forth, like in this torture, this test that the faceless man's putting her under, that Jack and Hagar's putting her under. Um, but our final stop is, of course, um, Winterfell. And it was a fucking brilliant moment when um, Jack and Hagar says, you're finally no one or something like that. And she says, I am at a start of Winterfell and I'm going home. And you're like, that was class. Fuck yes. Yeah, that was class. And she is now just this mental assassin. Like, she is. Like, um, although she's not really put it to good use yet, you know for a fact she's more than capable of doing these things. Um, I mean, she put it to good use with the phrase, to be fair. Yeah, well... well I mean, that was probably our first sight, no, but I mean, yeah. in terms of going forward, she's still got people on her list, bigger names, and yeah, bigger fish to try, really. Um, Sweeney, you're not your fan? Uh, I'm going to actually say no. <gasps> but, but Sweeney? I, I, do, I, I do agree. Like, I think you made a really good point. You said she's probably had the best transition as a character, but I, I don't know. I just can't take her. Like, no? I think you're the only and person I, I've met with that. Been... Oh, I don't think she'll last. If, I don't think she'll last till the end either. Well, that's in the trailer where controversial. she's blood all over yeah. her face and stuff. Aye, like, she did look kind of in danger, aye. Kind of think about that. Uh, we'll talk about that a wee bit later, but um, is there any favourite Arya moments, Toph? Are you, are you an Arya fan now? Uh, aye, definitely. Yeah? yeah you got a favourite moment? transition as well. The first couple of seasons, you were trying to figure out where she was going with the sword fights and stuff like that. You were wondering if she was just going to be killed off or something, but this faceless man character, I kind of like that one, so... Definitely. My favourite moments in Game of Thrones are like the subtle character moments we get that you wouldn't necessarily expect. I love the interactions she has with um, Tywin. I think they are some of the best in the series because you see, I kind of have the theory that Tywin knows kind of who she is, mm-hmm. but he has like this begrudging respect for her. And that, that's sort of a really powerful <laughs> moment between the characters. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, Charles Dan's performance there, I think, is like just spot on. Yeah, no, I think Charles Dance performance all the way through. It's pretty spot on. Yeah, he's class. Ah, yeah, he's pretty class. He's the best um, actor. I well, I think that's all we'll say about Arya. She's had quite a quite a journey, but um, she's back in Winterfell as well, along with Sansa. I think. Well, one thing we'll mention is obviously Kellen Baelish. Um, actually, I never oh, really I thought about that. that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the the last stop we've had with her. Um, Baelish's death. I mean, adequate for me. Unbelievable. But I think, no, but I disagree. You, well, I, un- unbelievable! I think adequ- I, I like I like how he was found out and stuff, but it just seemed a bit. I don't know. 
anticlimactic. A wee bit anticlimactic, but so a wee yeah. bit like you say with the Samsa story in it, like you've, you've set it up for all this seasons and uh, then you just kind of been killed off in Winterfell. Yeah. yeah, and I mean again it was significant because it was like Sansa and Arya, like and he'd obviously like put yeah, so much up, into uh, the Starks and things, but it was a wee bit underwhelming, I thought. He just I kinda think... got his throat slit and then that was it. Like yeah, I mean it was thought a bit with Sansa though, and then she's obviously she's she's never think she's sensing uh, sensing sorry Aya to death and then she's that's that kind of head turn. Yeah. And she's like Lord mm-hmm. Baelish. I think yeah. that was like I think it was yeah, really yeah, I think, the way they filmed it was good. Yeah, enough. no, it was it was a dramatic death, um and it was quite ju- it was a quite shock. shock uh, a bit of a shock for most of us I imagine. Um but it just as a death doesn't it doesn't really the thing is though, how else would he go out? Because like I know like Baelish says a lot throughout the show, like Chaos is a ladder is obviously like a great speech, but he's always been this guy who's been trying to get above his station the full time. Mm-hmm. So he's he was all he was never gonna get like a, a noble death or a, a sort of royal's death, yeah, you know what I mean? True. Yeah, like, true. It is it is a sort of like peasants or traitors death. So yeah. I, I do agree with you in principle, but I don't know how else you would have written him out of the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's true. Do you know what's that's interesting true. and like might be a wee bit not I suppose not a blooper because it's probably nothing to do with the um well, well I suppose it is to do with the story writing. Um, but they always go on about never killing someone under your own roof, and uh, they, they just oh, kill yeah. Baelish. <laughs> yeah, like especially the Starks as well. Yeah, exactly. I made a big point about it. Obviously, with the Red Wedding getting this vengeance on on Walder Frey, and a lot of people. There was even. Um, do you remember? Well, she, she Arya fed uh, sons to Walder Frey, and this all stemmed from the story that Bran tells. Remember that. Um, he tells the story up on the journey up to the north about um, the witch that basically t- turned the man into no sorry the gods. That... <laughs> For the rest of his life or something like that. It was something strange. Yeah. Um, but basically that that story was leading <laughs> to this this kind of um, this curse that will befall you if you kill ah, someone right, right, okay. So I was kind of I was interested in how they just. I maybe something will come for it. Uh, and that's another reason why it was shocking for me as well. Um, not just the fact that you weren't really like, seeing it coming, but for... Um, yeah, but like everything is significant in this show, which is one of the things yeah, that I love about people, it. So like yeah, nothing people happens gloss over like, for a co- nothing's a coincidence, nothing doesn't uh, mean anything. Like, and, something. and don't forget Walder Frey killed people under his own roof and look what happened to him. Sure well, that's did. what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why it was particularly shocking for me is that Arya killed him Knowing and actually making a point of saying to all the three about um, killing a man under his own roof, and that seemed to be a theme all the way through it. So it wasn't like it was not like Arya wasn't in the know about it, you know. Where does your own roof end, though? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 I'm not talking like the fast stuff from the Lion King, like everything the Lion Touches and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, if it's in the dining room, if it's an outer side area, like, what's that guy? Is that a great Lion King? You can tell them in the garden. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, five feet to the left and you'd be sound. Like, this is, this is too much. It's in the shade. <laughs> right, um, We'll finish off just a wee bit about Bran. Um, Bran's back as well, but I, I kind of want to leave him till later because we'll talk about him in the in the greater uh, story. But he's the three-eyed <laughs> raven. Um, most of Bran's journey has been not just through the north, but through 
puberty and adolescence, uh, and we've got the pleasure of witnessing that spectacle, uh, voice breaking and all that. Minging to be to be completely honest, <laughs> <laughs> his nose just get fucking twice as large. And, oh, it's horrible. Anyway, so he's the three-eyed raven. He watched his sister get pumped. Uh, he seemed to enjoy it, and that was a bit strange. So we'll move on. Uh, Targaryen takeover. So Daenerys Stormborn, mother of dragons, fucking whatever else she is. Uh, <laughs> blah blah blah. Crudely sold off to Drogo, obviously falls in love with the guy. Have you seen him? He's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Big hunk that he is. Um, escapes, je- escapes death many times. Um, escapes Jorah many times. And uh, but he still keeps coming back. Um, I know why she gave birth. She gave birth to some dragons as well. Um, she defeats the sons of Harpies and all the masters. Liberates Essos. All that thrilling stuff that she's done um, whilst also acquiring the services of Tyrion and Varys two of probably the most knowledgeable and also probably nicest nicest men um, in the realm yes. like wholeheartedly good men um, a, but Varys is so much more than that Jack. Varys is a bit sleepy I don't think <laughs> he's the nicest man like he's a bit no he's a, he's a weirdo but I think he is a weirdo because he's a eunuch and he's had a strange upbringing and like I think I think he is genuinely good he, although he's swapped allegiances he has a great speech serves I'm sure, the realm I'm sure David can, serves the realm he does I'm serve sure. the realm Varys and he's a bit like our Jon Snow in that way he's just uh, doing it for he's maybe not a fighter but he's a thinker Aye. he'll put people he's a morse I can't trust him. Just the way he walks, with his kind of walk. He just looks. Like it does have that made of Palpatine, doesn't it? Like from uh, Star Wars. Nice. Uh, he reminds me of a more serious version of the the fat bald guy from Mulan. Is the is the image I always get? I just think he's going to break out any song. Any no. song comes on. I, always, I always think he looks like the the other guy in Tenacious D. <laughs> oh, it's class. Okay, we'll pick this Oh, that's class. Uh, anyway, Daenerys is back in Westeros finally. Um, and, only took her you know, seven seasons. Ah, uh, only took her seven seasons. <laughs> but she's back, and I think back with a bit of a vengeance, but um, sort of she's got something else to deal with. Uh, Jon Snow manages to convince her to come north, um, and in the, in the process, loses a dragon. But gains a bit of proof of uh, the army of the dead and can show um, Cersei and the rest of the, the rest of the southerners. Um, well, Cersei's having none of it for a start, um, which is pretty interesting. Tough. Daenerys has had a bit of a inconsistent run. Different advisors, different cities, different enemies. She's belonged to different groups, identified as different names or terms. Um, when do you think we've seen Daenerys at her strongest? And do we still have like? Do we still have more to see from her? Do you think she's curved, um, curved her, sorry, her ancestral lust to conquer, or do you think, you know, this northern game will be the end game? Uh, our strongest probably when she takes down the masters, when she comes back, and she just sets the place in fire with all the ships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The, so the end probably of season what was that five like or six? Season. Aye, so, so season guys. six, aye, she's uh, defeated Sons of Harpy. Just before she heads over. Aye. And then, I don't know, I can't see where she's going to go. I can see another dragon oh, dying. Another, another dragon? Another but, one? Uh, 
Uh, I can see one of the dragon. I can see the old dragon, which doesn't fly. You can take down by the And then it's going to be a one-on-one kind of situation. Uh, could, be, could be definitely. Um, we're thinking. Mm. I mean, I think she'll seek to take a. Th- so if there is, let's, for example, hypothetically say that this northern game isn't the end game. Uh, Truff, do you think she'll seek to take a throne from Cersei? After oh. the fight north, or do you think something will happen in between then that will, won't even matter? Like it won't even matter. Aye, I, she needs I, to take it. I think the sort of uh, the nice ending is that they defeat the army of the dead. She goes down, blows Cersei to smithereens with their dragon, and then just gives Jon Snow the north. And she's like, "You don't worry about the sun. You just grow up here. Just don't." Just don't, yeah, happy that's ending. the happy ending. And they what all lived happily ever after. <laughs> what, I actually, what I actually think is going to happen is, I think her death is going to be the shock death this season. Oh, I no. think it's happening like episode four or five. Like, I think she's riding the dragon, Jorah's watching the mud stalker <laughs> that he is, and she I just, love him, man. just gets love him. shot down in flames on this dragon, dead Cersei on the floor. The slow build all these seven seasons was for naught, and we're all just left absolutely gutted about it. That's what I do. I agree with you. I was going to say you next, mate. What's your what's your opinion? Do you think do you think there's a there's more than after the afterlife? If that makes sense. <laughs> if there's more than a fight against the Northmen. Yeah, I, I think Cersei will be involved in his death. I think Cersei, out of anyone, knows how to play the Game of Thrones. Probably the same as Varys, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think she's a pinnacle of what the show's about. I fucking love Cersei. I think that... I, I, like, well, I, think, <laughs> I, I think, do, I'm sorry. I, I think she'll... Aye, she'll be involved in Denise's death, definitely. Sure, she'll be involved, do you think? There'll be a, do you think there'll be an actual... Like a battle for King's Landing? Do you think there'll be a battle for King's Landing? Or is you there, see it in the trailer? Is that the... Yeah. Is that the... Uh, Iron I was going to say... The Iron Banks army getting floated mm. over on the boats, isn't it? That There's is so the interesting thing. There's so many prophecies thing. where you see... Or not prophecies, but like... Visions. Where you see that... Um, whatever, I can't remember. The, the room King's where the Iron Throne is and it's all burnt. And it's like ashes falling to the ground and all that. So I wonder if they're going to do something with that. Uh, well, we were talking about that, Mary, before about... Daenerys' uh, <clears throat> encounter with the, yeah, what's he called, like the witch doctor? Yeah, um, the, aha, uh-huh, the bald Scottish guy. Ah, uh, the witch doctor, the calf. <laughs> Can we not call <laughs> the witch doctor? Because now I'm just thinking, Yeah, we spoke about that because I just watched that episode and uh-huh. it flashes to Daenerys finally approaching the Iron Throne, but the room is in basically blown apart and ashes are falling oh, from the yeah. ceiling um, and I just wondered if it was maybe some sort of foresight into the future yeah. if that makes sense yeah um, she was it was obviously a witch doctor um, yeah see the witch doctor so I think he's obviously got some sort of powers that's beyond uh, well I was going to say the realms of yeah, the, the norm, but it, it goes but... back to that point we were talking about earlier, is that like, nothing's insignificant in this show as well. So, exactly, like, you there's can so much that will gloss over. Yeah. Uh, there's so much that will be glossed over that you'll, until this season, you won't even realise the, exactly. the impact. So, so I, I'm fucking, fucking stoked, man. Uh, anyway, right, we'll, we'll lead on to the next kind of area. Um, King's Landing, the Lannisters, I was just saying there about Cersei having absolutely none of it, but uh, we'll just kind of recap on the story of them. Uh, 
really there's actually not that much to say the, the Lannisters themselves have made little movement from King's Landing um, they've been always been cunning you know um, always been trying to advance um, in terms of the political political status um, Cersei unfortunately or fortunately for us had uh, kids taken from her obviously Joffrey and Marcella both poisoned and uh, Tom and the camera doesn't move and you just hear his footsteps walk yeah, away and then you just hear them approach back and you're like fuck he's at the window like it's so good what I hear from people, no hesitation. What I hear from people about that scene is they expect someone to come in the window. Yeah, um, and I think that's what's clever about it because it sets up that expectation, and then you're just Definitely. like, oh no, now he's just uh, talking to them. Because it's still got like the Citadel burning in the background as oh, well. Oh, so uh, good, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. Um, I want to use the term assisted suicide. I think is the the best way to say that. Um, and she she will grieve the death of his her son, but she has to surely realise that it was completely her fault. Um, anyway, so along with that, she had the walk of shame. Um, she took revenge on that. She um, got her own revenge back on that Unella, the, the nun. Um, and she's forever accompanied by the mountain from now on. So you kind of don't see her being under any immediate threat, um, direct threat, while she while she remains in King's Landing. Um, we'll move on to Jamie. Who I think, along with some of you, some of you, I think he's probably going to be a the the bookie's favourite to die um, mm-hmm. at some point. Definitely within the first uh, few episodes, I think. Anyway, but he's he's um, his loyalty to his sister and his lover has been questioned. Um, there's obviously this sort of link to Brienne Tarth. I think that will come into play I hope personally. It does. Um, tough. Who's got more chance of shagging her, Jamie or, <laughs> or um, Tormund, do you think? Oh, chances are probably saying Jamie, but the heart's still on the top. Even if he's back <laughs> to the dead. Um, as I was saying, Jamie beginning to challenge Cersei, and he always went on about this, you know, the things we do for love. He was always back in Cersei, he would, he would always stand by his own, um, his own mistakes all in the name of love sort of thing but um, potential for a split a death um, Swinney what do you think I'll put it to you uh, I think see, see in terms of Jamie Lannister right I think he's probably had one of the biggest character transitions like yeah and, and, and like I think you see it when he goes to kill Elena Tyrell and he just gives her the poison you know I think like season one season two where they just like stabbed her <laughs> or, uh, you know, or something like that. So uh, I think that like, you see him kind of. It's went soft. It has, I think, off and that's him. I think partly to do with with Brienne, I think as well. So uh, I, I definitely still think he's got a chance. Uh, Mary, <laughs> we we would uh, again sort of like Sansa. Um, I would say we gave Jamie a bit of stick at the very start. We gave all the honest. I, I was actually not even a ta- fan of Tyrion until yeah. maybe season three or some season four where everyone else seemed to be kind of jumping on him at the end of season one when he showed some sort of charisma but I was just having none of it at that point. Um Mary, you think do you think there's gonna be tension between well there obviously is tension between Cersei and Jamie, but do you think it's gonna amount to something? Do you think Jamie will leave? 
you think he won't get a chance to leave? I don't know. I mean, I think again, like the recurrent theme is that it's been building, and I just hope that this season is going to be the season where everything kind of comes to a head. And I feel like the transition from Jamie being completely blindly loyal to Cersei mm-hmm. has been building and building and building to the point where you know we've seen him question it so many times now yeah. um, and I think obviously there's this whole pregnancy wild card that she's thrown into the mix as well just yep. at the end of the last season and I feel like that could be some sort of desperate attempt on her part to try and you know rein him back in Definitely. Um, so I feel like it's all alluding to the fact that he's just going to be like do you know what nah because like I've always kind of Jamie Lannister's one of those characters where I actually can't bring myself to dislike him and then I remember that he shags his sister and you're just like, oh, that's right. like what? <laughs> I mean, like, like, uh, like, like, you'll just be like, oh, do you know what? You're actually not too bad. And then he'll be like, you know, shagging Cersei against his father's tomb and you're just like, oh, okay, do you know what? You're actually I forgive that. horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then, so I feel like it's been, he's, he's so black and white. One minute you, you're all right with him and then the next Aye. minute he's doing something like that. So I just want, I hope it you came in see that amount to something again this season but I don't really know I don't really know how it'll end no, there's we'll obviously talk, we'll that, talk a bit there's about that theories uh, uh, later anyway Truff um, Cersei at the moment a threat from the south um, Defo's man She's the only character on TV who loves red wine more than David Campbell Sr. I'll say that. <laughs> um, oh, exactly. <laughs> um, but we like, I'll Cersei for this season um, in the role of, I'll reference two movies, it's the second part of the Caribbean. She's going to be like uh, the Commodore in that movie. Or she's going to be like the gold people in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. She's just going to be the third force, the sort of really yeah. annoying one you wish mm-hmm. wasn't there. You know what I mean? But I think uh, if anyone's going to be successful in that role, it's her. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> she'll be like them. Uh, because she is annoying. Like, she's the best villain on this show. Because yeah. no matter how empathetic you feel for her, like, you don't like her. You know what I mean? You can't like her as a character. She's That's why she's the best villain on it. Because a lot of the villains we've seen have been so charismatic. We kind of want to see more of them. With Cersei, it's just like you're pure vile and evil and just get off my screen with your stupid yes. glass of red wine. You, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you say third force. I feel that's what it's like with Tormund, Brain and mm-hmm. Jamie. I feel like Jamie's the third force. <laughs> <laughs> Tormund, Brain, to like I, will say about, I will say about Jamie, I think he gets an absolute heroic uh, exit this season. And I hope he does as well. Because uh, it would be quite nice, yeah. Yeah, because it comes from Brienne, maybe. Oh, definitely. Like don't forget. Yeah, don't forget how the first episode ended. It ended with him pushing Bran Stark off a tower. Like uh, he wasn't a nice guy at that point. Oh, by any man, I mean, you know what I mean? So. Uh, Bran and Jamie's going to see each other for the first time up here, aren't they? Ah, exactly. <laughs> After they shot so him. <laughs> you got to put it in context, though. Bran's been through a lot more than that yeah. since then. It's just like, oh, it's fine, mate. Don't worry about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tough, uh, do you think he's, do you think he's, uh, do you think he, sorry, do you think she is pregnant actually? Um, um, I think oh, it's all a big ploy. I, because it would be interesting if she actually is pregnant, I think, although I do, personally I think it's wrong, but... Jack, I'll be honest with you, I don't know, because mind we had the prophecy with her, where it says yeah. you'll give birth to three children, never mentioned yep. a fourth. And we know yep. about prophecies in Game of Thrones, we've got, I had no, um, obviously Melisandre's have been a bit open to interpretation, but none yep. of them have been directly wrong yet. You know what I mean? So I'm up in the air about it. I'm going to, it's one of those things I'm going to reserve judgment on and I'm just going to let it come over me with the final season. Whatever the answer is, I'm looking forward to it. Just embrace it, aye. Aye. 
All right, well, she could potentially be pregnant, but and she could die, and that's why she doesn't get lost oh. in the first child. That's actually, that's, know, that's, that's, that's a lot of like game point. changer. Reading <laughs> <laughs> between the lines, man. Uh, I, on that topic of death, um, we'll finish with the Army of the Dead, and I'll add Bran Stark into this um, sort of category. This is the bigger, the bigger picture, really. Um, so, the Army of the Dead, slowly but surely making their way down. I like how the image has evolved quite nicely throughout the season. I, I, like, I've rewatched it quite recently. So, when you're first introduced them at the very, very, very beginning of the show, you're introduced to these whites, um, and now to see them as white walkers with this army, like there's a sense of humanity to them. Uh, there's a sense of human emotion. Um, there is men, women, children, horses, giants, mammoths, and now dragons and they're actually at the wall, so there is much to be fucking done. There is much to be had, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I want to know what the general consensus is, but I'll start with Toph. Uh, do, you think, do we think the war is won, and uh, the living win, and that's it? <laughs> I think, uh, am I right in saying if somebody kills that main white walker, it's over? Well, I think, I, think, uh, I don't know. I think some smaller character, well, I think, uh, who's the guy with the eye patch? He says, Beric, uh, sure. season if you kill him. Beric Dondarrion or it's going to be some kind of smaller character that might come up and stab him in the back or something for him. That becomes a hero at the end of the day or something like that. What if Jamie I can't see them, they're not going to kill all the... Just kind of want a yes or no, uh, tough, win the, yeah. win the war, yeah. Oh, or do the whites win the war? No, no, do, do the living win the war? Oh, aye. I'll say aye. Aye. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't see. It. I don't think we can. We can justify an ending like that. Yeah, I think they'll definitely, definitely win it. Mm-hmm. And then Mary. And I think they'll win it. They win it. So I think you're not. you not. You're not. Well, after extra time, unanimous. <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I do think it has been built up to be this. <laughs> I do think it's been built up to be this massive war. Um, <laughs> And I think it, cinematically it's going to be unbelievable. Um, but for the story, I think where do we, where do we go? What, what do we think? Bran Stark has. To, do you think Bran Stark will be the leading point in this? Uh, will be the, the well, catalyst? well, supposedly. Have, have you heard the rumor that Bran Stark ends up being? Oh, he was Bran the Builder. There's a whole theory behind uh, that. Well. Massive theory. I think yeah. we'll, we'll probably leave that at the in-depth theory uh, until the, the second part. We'll just, um, I suppose we could just sort of sign off part one just now. Um, but I'll just give you a little bit about Bran Stark. Suppose defied, he's defied all the odds, um, being a cripple, and he's made it made it all the way up north. <laughs> and, uh, it sounds like it sounds like an advertisement for the Panoptics or something. <laughs> <laughs> defied all the odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no fair. We can't slag people that. We've all got legs, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I, he's just a wee cripple, and that's pretty much it. Uh, get on, no. So he, he, he's got this ability now, the three-eyed raven, that he can literally see everything. So um, there is no doubt he, he's going to have a massive part to play. Um, my, the interesting thing for me is um, how he's going to react being in Winterfell. And all this other, you know, all this other things that's going around him, this politics and stuff. I don't know where his place is going to be in this. Like, what use can he be to anyone sitting there, sending? Do you know what I mean? Um, 
I want to see. Work. I know, but like, he's. Well, I suppose he's not. As a, I don't know. I, I just think it'll be interesting to see um, where his main point. Ah, uh, his main point from here because if the fight, the fight needs to be close enough to him, I think, uh, for him to be yeah. effective. To be honest, um, be sick if he summoned a dragon or something. Like that took, I mean, took the body. It would be, it would be a massive thing, and that's always been a uh, a rumor that he would walk. Yeah, he would walk a dragon. A dragon. He would walk a dragon, or at least what I think, even walk the White Walkers or something like that. Oh, um, why? I always thought he might be able to walk because if he can walk, hold on, he, he can walk. <clears throat> essentially, he could walk humans, or I don't know if it's the giant part that he was able to walk or the human. But you don't know. Uh, potentially, he could be able to walk anything if he's a three-eyed raven and sees everything. He might actually just be God. Um, right? Oh God! Do you know what I mean? He could. He could be far bigger than we even know. Um, do, which could be do we think? Do we think there's any chance he is the Night King? Nah. The, the Night King can sense him. I'm sure. Like, yeah. Aye, like, because uh, yeah. he, he was able to turn him away. I think maybe the Night King has a similar ability. To be honest. Um, that's one of the big questions I, I've kind of like got like a few questions that I feel like need to be answered in a season and that's one of the ones that like what's the link with Bran and the Night King because yeah. there's loads of times where they just have these stare-offs Definitely. Like, yeah. what's going on I've <laughs> like, seen a theory and I'm not sure what the, the truth in it is but it said according to the books that the Night King was a Stark and was like one of the commanders yeah, of the Night's Watch like hundreds of years ago or something like that so that could be like the kind of link I've heard that. Revealed. I think that was Brand the Builder actually. And he, or like, there's a theory that because because he's three-eyed raven, he sees everything and whatever. He can basically be anyone. There's like theories that he obviously. Um, well, he can alter history, can't he? Yeah, he essentially can. alter history. So there was this idea that he built the wall, but then he became, then he came back as another person to become Lord Commander of the Wall, like and so on and so on. And he's sort of just continuously reincarnating, um, which is again interesting. So he could have even been the three-eyed raven that he met. In a way, you know. Oh my God, that's a total mindfuck. Anyway, yeah, we'll leave that God. to the second part, and I think. Um, <laughs> we'll think we'll... I'll go to <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll sign it off there. That's a good, good timing as well. Um, so we'll sign it off there, and we'll see you in part two. But... Hello again. It's uh, part two. So for. For the best part of tonight, I think Toph has watched the trailer how many times? How many times do you get through? Four. Four. Four times. Four times. Aye. So we watched it at half, half, what was it, half eight or something? Half eight or something. We started at nine. Uh, started at nine. So we watched it four times. So he's clued up on it. Um, but you're not getting the first question. Uh, Sweeney, we're going to talk a little bit about the White Walkers. Um, in the trailer the enemy doesn't tire it doesn't stop or feel um, that's what Jon Snow says about them what do you think is going to be how well how long do you think they're going to last do you think the war is going to be the first sort of section or do you think it's going to be more towards the end uh, I think I think the first few episodes is going to be about the journey to the wall I think I, I, I can see the final episode being them arriving. Well, maybe maybe the last two episodes actually, uh, them arriving, and then this supposedly massive battle scene that's 
it transcend film history. <laughs> right. um, you think it'll be that late? Do you think they'll leave it late for the big yeah. battle and then there'll be a, maybe a couple of episodes think, after or an episode after or something? Yeah, I think it's. I think they're going to really play on the kind of mistrust between the characters. So obviously they're letting the Lannister armies come up through the north and up to the wall kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a kind of major issue, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Excited? Well, I we're all we're all excited. Um, Truff, that quote that I just used there, which is interesting. The enemy doesn't tire, stop, feel. Uh, on the trailer, when when Jon Snow says that, the enemy on the screen isn't the White Walkers. <laughs> it becomes Cer- like it pans to Cersei. Oh, she, now, doesn't, do, does she, she doesn't tire, she doesn't tire, she doesn't stop, she doesn't feel, <laughs> she's just always mad at her red wine, obviously. <laughs> she can't feel anything because she's not No, well, Cersei's looking smug as usual, um, and, uh, oh, I always forget his name, actually. What's the name of the wee, uh, Witch Doctor Part 2? Uh, 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 wi- wizard I guy. Uh, name, I always forget his name, what is his name? We know who you're talking about. For God's sake, that's embarrassing. He's like Frankenstein, Frankenstein, yeah, Frankenstein. Uh, Is that the guy that kills Grandmaster Pycelle? The guy who creates the mountain, part two. Oh, I don't think they actually ever mentioned his name, do they? No, his name is, I just, for the life of me, can't remember A man has no name. Maybe he's a faceless man. Quite Quite brown or something. What do we think about Cersei? I know, again, we were mentioning it earlier on. Uh, part I, one, she's going to be the threat, the threat from the south. So, I disagree with the facts of she doesn't feel because there's a shot in the trailer and there's a beat where it's Cersei just sitting there and she's obviously she's drinking, but she she <laughs> seems to think she seems to be contemplating her actions. Like I think Cersei she looks crying. Yeah, crying I think she's going to have moments where she does question whether she's doing the right thing in this season. I think ultimately as she always does, she'll be looking out for her selfish interests and go through with her plan. But I don't think the story with Cersei will be as cut and dry as perhaps we might think going into it. I think that it's a complex character. We know Lena Headley is a fantastic actress. She's great. Yeah. I think she's, she's going to bring some layer to that part. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, Cersei's going to get burned to death and we're all going to be happy. <laughs> Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Do, you think, um, do you think she'll be quick? in the series to advance north and attack and create some sort of well I suppose a war on two fronts for um, the Starks and their, all their, their followers and the, bar- the Bannermen. See what I'm confused about is I thought there was a shot I think most of her stuff's going to be at sea at first um, and With I Euron? With Euron and mm-hmm. I do think that we could see Theon start a resistance of sorts again yeah, against yeah. them at sea and I'm not sure if she's even going to, or that army might even not make it as far north as we think. Yeah, you know I mean, well, there's, in the trailer, there's a there's a scene with Jaime Lannister, and there's like a big ship and they're kind of travelling. So I don't know if that maybe will be something that knows in you know, the first episode. I know it's uh, that as well. I think Cersei, there is the chance that our plans could go awry in this season, and that's why we see a lot of shots of the wall and stuff. There's no sight of Cersei's army up there. Right, that's a thing. For her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I think uh, unless unless there isn't a, a outright battle um, between Cersei and the North, um, 
then you would kind of have to just assume that um, she's not she, she as a person or as a character isn't in it long enough or um, perhaps her hold that she seems to think she has isn't as strong um, and that as you say there's some maybe some sort of resistance something that she never took into consideration mm. um, that somehow stops her um, we'll move on to the next bit so I'm basically just picking the my favourite points really in the trailer the, the, the main talking points um, I think Arya will have a part to play. Um, Mary, she's seen darting about in the crypt, blood all over her face, holding a dagger. Um, what do we think this means? Do we think there's an immediate threat to her there? Is it maybe a figment of her imagination? Is it whatever? What do you think? I think that Arya, basically, we've obviously seen her morph into this absolute Beast. assassin. <laughs> yeah who and completely in control of her emotions so i feel like the fact that Arya's is portrayed in that way in the trailer is like significant because yeah. and i have kind of come up with not a theory but like i just i, I kind of something that i would like to see happen maybe would be obviously she's in the crypts mm-hmm. so like i kind of have this hope that maybe like there's some sort of reanimation of like ghosts of Stark's past and that's why she's so terrified of them because she is holding a dagger of dragonglass so she must be having some sort of threat from mm-hmm. the you whites mm-hmm. um, and all the, I don't know that's just that's I feel like it must be a proper threat and something that actually scares her yeah it's scaring her it's, a, it's scaring her so that's why I was kind of thinking, well, maybe it could be, you know, like everyone's bodies in the crypts, aren't they? So, like, yeah. I mean, it could be something like that, but that's me just throwing that out there. Just throwing um, that there. I don't know. I just feel like it's got to be, it can't be just like she's getting chased by, I don't know, you know, like Jamie Lannister or something. Like, I feel like it's got to be somebody <laughs> properly who would uh, be like, terrified. <laughs> somebody properly scary because she wouldn't just be, she's not like a little nah, girl anymore who running, would just be running, running for her life. No, like definitely not. No, it's so. a great, great point. Um, so I, it's going to be a big fucking massive war at some point in this thing. Um, so they, I think they've confirmed that the, the big battle of Winterfell is going to be in episode three or four. So it's going to be, by the sounds of it, something that happens pretty quickly. Like Yeah, well, that's that was the thing. That's why I've, I've been asking these sort of questions. Like, do, do we, how early do we think this can be stopped? Can, can the dead be stopped early? Or is the battle being taken to Cersei? That's what I'm saying. But we Cersei's... don't know what the Battle of Winterfell will entail either. We don't know if that's like well, if man a... be white, or if it's like north v south, or do you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. Or, or like what Truffle said in the, uh, the first part, or it could be a three-force thing. You know, it there could be, be a big this, three-way. This war on three. There's, there's basically, <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> big Brienne and fucking <laughs> <laughs> Brienne Tormund. Uh, yes. Um, this this war on three well two fronts but the interesting thing is that you know the the uh, the, the army of the dead has no allegiance so they'll see Cersei's army like they would see John's army mm-hmm. uh, and Daenerys army John and Daenerys are both of the opinion that obviously are of the assumption that Cersei is either helping or doing nothing um, so. I think even though it'll be a three-force fight, it'll end up being, you know, man versus whites, man versus yeah. white workers, because 
there is no way for like Jon Snow and that won't really be trying to fight them. I don't think they'll have even the time to turn around and fight, if that makes sense. Um, and the the white the the arm of the dead will come so quick that you know they don't that, get a chance. Yeah, half of Westeros will already be frozen. I think uh, the battle if, if the battle of Winterfell, as you said, is as early on as that, then it, it poses a question like how far do they get? How yeah. how, how south do they get? Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's big fucking war off. Um, who do you think is going to be like the key players in this war? Like who? Obviously, Jon Snow is going to have a massive part. We'll, we'll rule him out because that's kind of the obvious answer. Um, who do you think will have all the scenes, the sword fighting? It's a hard one to judge in it because there's so many twists in it. That I feel like they're going to try and play it off as Daenerys and Jon Snow, and it's just going to be somebody like Arya or somebody else that's going to Smaller. steal the limelight or something. Uh, what about Podrick? Yeah. Podrick Payne? Podrick to stab somebody in the back again when he's setting battle. Well, aye, I mean, he's there. That's, uh, Truffles mentioned it as well. He's, he's in the trailer and he's right at the very front of the front, front row. Aye, front row, he's there. So, I mean. Nights of 10 years and you see Podrick in front of you. <laughs> <he's> terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's still a squire. Uh, it's Good old Podge, mate. Brilliant, man. Eight yeah. seasons. Aye, but he's Dick's magic, so. I want <laughs> to get his dick out and start <laughs> swinging that about him. I want to make one windmill. Perfect. <laughs> the, best, the best possible ending in the game of Thrones is Podrick sitting on the Iron Throne. And dick out. <laughs> dick in his hand. And hot, like hot Pie just walks in with some baked goods for him. And just like, ah, oh, we Hot Pie, man. That is brilliant. Um, I'm just going to... Think it's the last we'll see a Hot Pie? Aye, uh, he's going to have a... He's going to have a death. It's got to be. He's going to walk up and throw buns at the White Walkers. <laughs> 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 nah, he's, got a, he's got a wee bakery stand like 10 feet from the battle, mate. Do you have a 10-pounder? Get your rolls! <laughs> <laughs> he's got his rolls up, mate. You can't know the winter's coming, fuck. Flags, hats and scarves. <laughs> 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 no. Right, anyway, um, we've, we've covered the main points of the trailer. Um, we're all fucking pretty excited. We can't even really begin to fathom what will happen. Uh, and I think we're all kind of just happy to sit back and and, uh, and let it unfold without posing too many questions. However, we're gonna do it anyway. Uh Mary, I'm gonna open it up to you because I do know you've got some you've got some uh, theories up your sleeve. I just want to hear like some of it and then we can bounce off it if that's alright. Right, okay. I mean like I said, they're pretty superficial theories and just like things that you know, it would be good if, you know, somebody with actual writing talent could take what I've got and, you know, make it into a plausible <laughs> theory. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I've got a couple, so, like, I don't really know what I want to start with. Like, I've got, like, uh, I think there's got to be... I've got a kind of theory about Gendry. Right. Um, In the sense that I feel like he's back for a significant purpose, and I can't remember who it was that said in part one. Um, They said that they, became, they feel like maybe somebody's going to somebody who's not been as significant might come and kind of like steal mm. the show a wee mm-hmm. bit or like kind of yeah, st- yeah. stir some shit up a wee bit and I feel like that person could be Gendry um, I have a theory that he is Cersei and Robert Baratheon's child um, you know how Cersei mentions in season 1 that she had a black haired son who died um, aye that was already confirmed though was it? aye that was confirmed and like that he was well that he was the bastard, yeah. No, we know he's, I'm saying we know he's Cersei. Robert. I'm saying I he's think Robert. I think he might be Cersei's. 
Aye, but then we found uh, we looked at the Lannisters, and then there was black hair, black hair, and the you remember like Jamie yeah, looks back. Yeah, we don't know who his mum is. We don't know no, who his mum is. No, I know, but it was sort of leading to that, was it not? No, Robert seemed to be a shagger, but it could be him. Uh, like, it could, it it could, could be. be. <laughs> I think Maddie's right because it was the Baratheon book, and it said brown hair, brown hair. So that was just telling you that obviously the Lannister uh, inbreds were. Yes. It's never been confirmed that Gendry is the child of Cersei and Robert, just that he's Robert's bastard. Yeah, like I just I don't really know to be honest what it is that's making me think that. I just feel like she if she did give birth to one of Robert's children, it would highlight the fact that her other children are Jamie's, so she would have plausible reason to kinda get rid of them. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then also I thought that was common knowledge, but I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I mean maybe it is, but um basically I feel like that could maybe come out the woodwork as well. Yeah, definitely. Um I have a theory about Bran and the Mad King. So you know how you know how basically every time you see Bran's mad wee three eyed raven flashback things? Whenever they touch what are those trees called that he like touches? Weirwood trees. Yeah. So you know how every time he touches them he has these kind of like weird flashbacks? Mm-hmm. It always if in every single one of them you hear the mad king in the background shouting burn them all. And like for no reason. Like it could be something else happening on the screen, but in Bran's mm-hmm. head you hear the mad king shouting burn them all. Yeah. And I feel like that's maybe gonna be like a Tina Hodor situation, you know, like where that's Bran shouting burn them all in reference to like the White Walker yeah. or something. And it's coming out in the Mad King and that's why the Mad King actually goes mad is because he's been interfered with by Bran. Yeah. Um, I love that theory. I, love I don't that. really that's know that... I don't really know where that would go and like what significance that would have, but it would probably like make the Targaryen claim a bit softer um, because obviously like the Targaryens are thought of as being these mad kind of crazy folk and why would yeah. they want them on the throne so if you can kind of take away that madness and actually like sorry it was Bran all along like, Bran all along then you know there would be that but everybody's just Bran sitting there just Bran <laughs> just basically Oops. fucked everybody up like, <laughs> sorry, sorry guys that was me sorry I um, had some fucking transition for the puberty I but like you know like the, the whole Hodor story like it was I mean it was a good backstory for Hodor but like and so, uh, yeah, so it, what do you know what I mean like what yeah. does it mean you feel like and it then, means more definitely I, and then yeah. you also hear you hear um, Bran or sorry um, Ned, Ned Stark uh, hears Bran as well mm-hmm. so like there's like a second reference to yep. That, that, so... that they feel his presence in some way that mm-hmm. he's that he's um, interfering, yeah, and like potentially could change how history unfolds. No, that's my favourite uh, theory for sure. We've spoke about that one before. That was even probably like, that was that probably was like season, season five, five or yeah, something. I was going yeah, to say. that's um, well thought. Yeah, it's a really nice, it's a really nice interest. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. It was just um, in terms of he can change history in some way. This is what always gets me in my back up with like time travel storylines yeah. and the like. Mm-hmm. Do you think everything he's changed in history has already happened in the sense that it would just explain stuff about characters we already know and wouldn't change it? Or do you think like if he goes back and changes something that changes the present that we know? Or is the present we know already fucked? I think the present is the result of the past that has already happened because of Bran, if that makes sense. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I hope yeah. it's that. Yeah, I, I don't think that it will change the current day. I think that the current day is a result of what happened and that just the past just happened to be interfered with, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a mind fuck, but yeah. I hope that makes sense. It's just, um, I, hate, I hate time travel storylines when it's... Yeah, yeah, it can get a bit messy, I know. No, definitely. Yeah, I'm a bit of... 
I wouldn't advocate for time travel at all. I think um, you do make a good point, though. Um, like if he can, if he can alter history, mm-hmm. then would there not have been, been would, would, there, I, would there not have been a, have an easier way to stop the the White Walkers or even have knowledge about them and and know if they're coming earlier and yeah. what, do you know what I mean things like that so I, I suppose that's all, all to be revealed because as I, as I said he hasn't fully used these powers even even his wargan powers have sort of been um, a yeah. bit pushed to the side given the fact that he is now the three-eyed raven and feels like he ha- well, obviously has a bigger purpose um, so it will be interesting in this season how he, what his place is, where he is in Winterfell, um, and how he's going to either manipulate the past, the future, present. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I do hope they they look into like how more the background story, how the White Walker started and yeah. stuff like that. To show you that kind of brief clip of like how she stuck the uh, dragon glass into them, but hope they kind of show more about that background, how they ride and stuff like that. Yeah, because uh, we don't actually really know. Like, actually? we don't really know what the White Walkers kind of. What do they actually want? Like, what do they? What's their kind what of like the end game? Carnage. Aye, but like, what is their? What like? So, what do they just want to basically kill everyone? Maybe? Kill everyone, or Aye. do they? Is there like a point to why is they? It, must, yeah, does he do actually I mean? want like, to be king? Aye, <laughs> does he like, want to I'm sit on the throne? Yeah, cause uh, we, we don't really know. No, I know yeah. it's a it's a mystery, and it's it's always it's interesting because you think of so many zombies, like zombie type films, zombie series, things like that, and these zombies never ever really have a purpose other than to like kill or to mutilate or to eat or whatever it is like um, I feel like it's got to be more than just good to be bad because they have more of a a humanist touch to them I think as I was saying um, I think there's got to be some sort of motive there Um, and the fact that they they look upon Jon Snow like he is heroic and there's something that they see in him and you know yeah, I feel I like there's got to be more of that. I would like, point. I would like them to be more. I like there to be more about them, uh, and that's maybe something that um, Samuel Tarly can find out. Being, aye, he's got to uh, dig well, up he's some always, stuff. Aye, uh, he's. I mean, he's coming back, isn't he? Um, to to the north, but um, you know, he he's done all the research, so he'll know more than anyone else. Yes. So, aye, uh, well. Actually, Sweeney, I think you just sort of ch- tried to chip in there um, about that being a spin-off show, but that was what our next little topic, just to sort of finish us off, was going to be. Yeah. Um, it's been deemed as more of a successor show uh, rather than a spin-off. People don't want it to be called a spin-off for some reason. Um, but it's it's very unclear what the actual story is going to be. It's meant to be some sort of prequel. Um, which might be what we we're saying there—a bit of an explanation for the White Walkers um, and how they came about. Um, probably a bit more about what the houses were like in like older times uh, when maybe it was the world seemed less corrupt, Westeros seemed less corrupt, or has it always been like that? Who knows? Um, just a little bit of the casting. Naomi Watts has already been confirmed as a leading role for it. Um, any Naomi Watts fans? I don't even really know. The fuck she's been in to be completely. I know honest. that name, but and I, I probably know, the know name, her yeah. face, but I can't even think who it is. Yeah, truffles, mate. I've really looked to you for this kind of stuff, but <laughs> Naomi Watts. I absolutely blonde actor, no. Naomi Watts. What has Naomi Watts in? Is the question that you're asking me right now? Die. <laughs> 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 Wiley's googling it in the background. Uh, <laughs> what's happening? 
Uh, yeah. um, Naomi Watts was in Home and Away. Uh, oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Also, she was at, she was the blonde woman in the 2005 King Kong. Yeah, that's oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She was in the ring while on Drive, oh, right. Impossible, with Ian McGregor, uh, the bit would win about the tsunami. Okay. Um, so she's been in, she's been in a fair bit. She's like a high, you know. Yeah, uh, it's about more Sansa Stark. We've also got Jamie Campbell Bower, who I'm a big fan of. Oh, um, is he? I, I played Anthony and Sweeney Todd. Um, played Young Grindelwald in the Harry Potter series, and uh, he's done a few other things that I've not seen, uh, but I've heard really good things from him. I've heard good reviews. Um, I don't know, I like him as an actor, personally. I don't know if you've seen him. Uh, if anyone wants to chip in, probably more more so um, Truffles again, because I know you like your actors and you know what they've been in and stuff. So, Well, uh, like you, I've only seen him in Sweeney Todd, and the role he hasn't Harry Potter. Like, as minimal, as uh, much, yeah. Um, so all I can say is he's good in Sweeney Todd, but I don't doubt he's evolved as an actor since then because that was over like what 10 15 years ago. Definitely, now. Uh, it's terrifying. Um, I know. Uh, and then the other one's Tony Rigbo, who was also in actually, he was in Crimes of Grindel- Grindelwald playing young Dumbledore, uh, which is interesting because they're both been casted in it. Um, it makes me think that there's like these are quite young actors uh, apart from Naomi really she's well don't really know what age she is don't really know anything about her but um, (laughs) (laughs) but Jamie Campbell Bower Tony Regbo both played um, younger characters um, in prequels and or like well prequel scenes I suppose Uh, and then you know we've got this prequel successor show to Game of Thrones so um, it sort of makes me think that uh, these characters are going to be young versions of someone um, or at least playing you know up and rising lords or um, ladies because um, yeah. there is there is younger um, female characters as well um, that I didn't know and didn't, I didn't really throw them in there because I hadn't heard of any of the movies they've been in either so well, the um, we get all from uh, Narnia isn't it the, the ginger one Lucy Oh, oh, yeah. oh right, I, I, I don't even, I must have looked right over that one, but yeah, I mean, yeah. again, again, I mean, fitting that sort of fantasy bill as well, uh, the one, she's fairly young as well still. She's, uh, she's still she's young, young, she's about her age, like 20 or something like that, but her casting, <laughs> <laughs> her casting made me think, like, if they were I don't know when it's going to be set, but if they were going to do it just before the stuff we've seen, she would be a good casting for a young Catelyn Stark. Yeah, okay, definitely. So, not, well, the impression I've got is that it's like, I heard that it was going to be around the time of like Aegon Targaryen and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and going back then, but the only, I don't know much about it so far, because there's not been, as you said, Higgins, there's not been that much mm-hmm. released about it, but I just hope it lives up to Game of Thrones, because you tend to find that spin-offs are just kind of, they're, they're generally not, just not as good as the original uh-huh. shows, like, um, so, I don't know, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, I mean, it will, it will, it will be a massive fact regardless of whether it's actually good or not, um, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I don't know, we need, to see, we need to find out more about it, but. Uh, I suppose, as you said, like, it will probably be somewhat successful, um, regardless of its performance its initial performance because there'll be there'll be 
plenty of watch, uh, watchers, uh, viewers, like immediately for uh, on the yeah. back of Game of Thrones. So that's no doubt. Um, the other thing is though, it's coming out against uh, the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings TV series. Aye, that was actually yeah. what I was about to mention. Um, I mean, it's. It's an exciting time for fantasy world, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it personally. Um, I know that not everyone's a Game of Thrones, uh, not everyone's a Lord of the Rings fan. Um, but if they can do something stylistically similar to Game of Thrones without being too similar um, and without essentially, oh, I don't know. I, there is a worry with it for me for Lord of the Rings to just sort of ruin everything, to ruin the whole lore. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, I'm worried, but I'm somewhat excited. The thing with, surely the thing with both, though, is like even Lord of the Rings as well. Like Tolkien wrote a whole lot of uh, mm-hmm. extra technical exactly. stuff for them, and the same way George R. R. Martin has done. You know what I mean? He's wrote little history books by Game of Thrones, yep. so it's not as though they don't have that. That's why the comic book movies like Marvel do well because they have like decades of stories exactly. to go through. It's mm-hmm. similar with this. Mm-hmm. Tough, you're a Lord of the Rings fan. I am exactly well, same same here. So what are you what are you thinking? You excited, apprehensive? Ah, uh, excited. excited. It's the sort of thing you, you never want them to end or that good. So True. Aye. you want to see it regardless That's... if it's good or bad. You'll go. You'll pay the money to see it. <laughs> exactly. That's part of me is like I I don't ever want Lord of the Rings to die. Like, I can't just continue to watch the same same movies over and over again with no. No progression, no end game. Aye, so I think there's loads of ways they can go as well. Look, there's so many Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. There's so much before, so much after it. It's still possible to happen. Uh, Mary, you're not so much a Lord of the Rings fan. Don't even know if you've seen it yet. Actually, <sighs> I think you've maybe seen one of them. I've but, never paid attention to them properly. Uh, I know it's just one of those see, things. Like you see it, or you haven't. Like, I, yeah. I went, I went years without seeing it, and once I've seen it, it was game over. I've tried um, so many times to watch it, and it kind of like it's not. It, it fits in with everything else that I like. I don't know what it is about Lord That's of the Rings. That's what I was going to say. So, um, uh, for this new show coming out, similar to Game of Thrones, do you think maybe appeals to you more than the Probably. Three, probably. Three I feel movies. like it's such a commitment to sit and watch Lord of the Rings a movie, mm-hmm. like as a movie. So, I feel like a, a TV series would maybe be something that uh, would ease me into it a wee bit more. So, I definitely would be something that I would watch. Um, because I'm not opposed to Lord of the Rings, not like I don't like it. Then you know, it's just, uh, I've just, just, I've just, just I've just never given it a chance. That's to be fair, fair out, outside the cinema, my attention span for movies isn't good. So, uh, Lord of the Rings is you know a meaty one to uh, to sit um, and focus on. So the TV show, I'll give it a watch. Just to, we're just going to finish off. Actually, it's not so much a pitch battle, but it's a little bit of an impromptu one. Um, tough. If you could come up with like a storyline using one character from Lord of the Rings in this season as your protagonist, oh. well, who would he be? And tell me a little bit about a story. Oh my God! Like you're putting me in the spot here. I that know. I know. Spot, uh, Lord of the Rings fan. I would like to see. Um, Just I'm interested. I want to see the story of young Gandalf because uh, okay. clearly him and Saruman, you know, they had a bit of a bromance back in the day. And like, <laughs> I want to see them travelling around, uh, gaining their wizard skills together. Uh, you know, just doing their shit. How did he learn to do those fireworks, man? <laughs> how did he get the fireworks? Yeah, I want, I want the whole social treatment. I want to know how he got his name. I want to know how he got every bit of clothing that he owns. You know, I, mean, I want to know it all. How, how did how did Saruman buy his house and how much for? That's a very tall tale. Sort of feet through the roof. Uh, uh, 
Eyes and guards just in the market. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sweeney, you—it's the same question. That's uh, you're up against Trough, but I, like, uh, I didn't like that idea. Trough was nice. A young Gandalf. Um, what do you think? If you were to pitch a series to me now, Lord of the Rings. Whoever built Helm's Deep. <laughs> Probably about that. Brand the Builder. Brand the Builder. For Lord of the Rings, uh, that is a tough one actually. Who, uh, basically, I've started. So, who's your favourite character in Lord of the Rings, and who would you like to see return as a protagonist in this season, in this series? See, like, Gimli's my favourite character, uh, right, in Lord of the Rings, but. I feel like the Hobbit covered off like Definitely his dad and stuff. Is <laughs> aye, he covered a lot of dwarves. Aye. aye, there was just hundreds of dwarves. Uh, too many again, didn't they? Aye, too many dwarves. But then, but then the uh, elves as well are a bit arrogant. Can't really be asked for them. Aye, but what, what I didn't like about the I don't know if this uh, spin-off or whatever you want to call it will be the same, but was the CGI and it. Aye, the it Hobbit was. The, the Hobbit was terrible for it actually, mm-hmm. like some Legolas and stuff. Um, so whether that will kind of follow the same you know, format. I heard, I heard a rumor, and I can't remember if it was ever confirmed that they were going back to using um, prosthetics and masks yeah. um, and costume, which would be unbelievable. I think if they could do it with obviously the uh, the budget that they would have to do it, um, yeah. like it would be immense if they could replicate that something similar to what they've done for the. Um, the original trilogy. Um, I think that would be unbelievable, to be honest. Uh, right. Well, I think we'll just end it there then, and just be sure to be sure to tune in for the next. Well, I think we'll probably do a show um, after the first episode, and it'll be obviously the weekly interval for each episode will come out, and we'll do a review of each one. Um, when is it? The 13th of April, yeah. 13th of April. Oh my god, that's so... It's like less than three weeks, I think, or... It's less than 13th of April. I've already said the 13th of April's first episode, so we'll do one later on. We'll release the show, the review show for that, later on that week, and each week prior. And that'll be us. I think that's all I can say. I don't really know how to sign it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep talking. Just going to keep talking. Shit. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, well, the well, Manchester just have just a nice cold fight. Wait for us all to blow over. <laughs> <laughs> We'd just like to thank my guests um, for being on and helping us. Because without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is getting out of hand. So we'll leave it there. So thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.